East Asia's transformation is no more obvious than in Vietnam. In its capital, Hanoi, this change is audible, amplified by makeshift car parks and breakfast noodle cafes that take over the pavements each morning. It feels like everything is up for grabs. Sadly, the city's few green oases are not immune to the earth movers and demolition squads moving in under the name of progress. I'm going to spend a day in Hanoi's largest and best known parks, watching the country's transformation for more than half a century. Today, officially it is called Reunification Park, but is known equally to locals as Old Lennon Park. But to get into its grounds, you have to navigate some rather daunting roads and speeding mopeds, which I'm going to attempt now. Okay, here goes. It is open from 6am to 10pm. Oh, okay, that's one side. It is now a little before the advertised opening time. I have my running shoes on as Huai, a regular jogger, is going to show me around, if I can keep up. Okay, through the main gates. There's a lot of people. I've never, never seen so many people in the park. Is this when everyone comes running? There's not a lot of uh, space, green space in Hanoi. So everybody comes to the park. Yeah, we're just jumping over a ditch here. Oh, can you make it? Yes. <laughs> My heart is uh, one kilometer far from here. So I often run from my home to the park. And they sell very delicious breakfast <laughs> to have uh, after I run. Beef fur? Fur? Yes, fur. Two years ago, they intended to build a restaurant in the lake. But uh, fortunately, the, um, the government refused it. And, uh, and finally, they returned the lake to the people. Okay, I'm getting a little bit out of breath, but uh, we'll keep going. <laughs> Many people from the other provinces come to Hanoi to work. So it's more crowded. Uh, I think it's good for a developing country. But the other side, I think it's lost some uh, romantic and uh, some peaceful image of Hanoi. Okay, we're just approach some more building works. Should we, should we loop around this it this way? Yeah. That's a good idea. Exercisers manoeuvre past potholes, collapsed walls and rusting homemade climbing frames that act as a reminder of Vietnam's socialist economy past, which clashed next to gleaming corporate-sponsored football and basketball courts of its present-day free enterprise adventure. Jobs and universities attract Vietnamese from across the country to the capital. According to Vietnam's most recent census, the proportion of the population living in urban areas will reach 45% by 2020, or 44 million people. Huai thinks the authorities will brush aside the everyday needs of residents for the sake of economic development. Sometimes we have to accept the change and uh, the decision of the government. We've actually done a full loop of the park now. Do you think it's time for, for breakfast? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, are you hungry? Yeah, I'm, I'm hungry. <laughs> but we have to run or walk uh, in the other side of the, of the park, in the main gate. Well, should we, should we head towards the main gate and have breakfast? Yeah, sure. Already, several high-profile development projects have threatened to alter the park for good, including a Disneyland-style theme park and a $40 million hotel development in 2009. Proposals that would have been unimaginable when the park was first conceived. 
Down an alley, just outside the boundary walls, lives 77-year-old Mrs Vu. She is part of a 30-strong group aged between 55 and 85 who practice martial arts in the park. With my stomach full of noodles, I am meeting her at her narrow shop from which she has been renting out comic books to students at the nearby universities for 18 years. She lives in the back room. Her granddaughter translates. And this is a stick that yeah. you fight with. It's huge, it's, it's taller than you are. Oh, I need to hit. Right. Oh. Right. And this is also the fence. <laughs> yeah, so she's quite deadly, your, your granny then. <laughs> <laughs> North and South Vietnam were still separated at the time the park opened at the start of the 60s. The name Reunification Park, or Cong Vien Tong Nhat in Vietnamese, was given to reflect the will to unify the country. It took several years to construct, located on what was a piece of abandoned watery scrubland used as a dump. Mrs Vu was part of the army of citizens who literally raised the park out of the water in the latter half of the 50s. So each person has to spend a few days in a month. Carry material on the shoulder basket. From underneath the use that soil to build. It was called the um, socialist labor. It's like if you finish your work fast, you got a red flag. It's like a sign that you have done the job. Uh, then you then go home. This week, the shelves of comics have been squeezed into a tighter space to fit the dominating furniture of her daughter-in-law's new nail salon business, which is being set up as I arrive. Born in 1930s Hanoi into a family of wealthy salt producers, she jokes that now she is poor. One of her earliest memories was the Japanese army's long swords and big horses. They occupied Vietnam during the Second World War and often blamed for the North's devastating 1944-45 famine. So many people were so hungry that they would eat everything. And then a lot of people caught um, diarrhea. Many died. Many died. Many died. 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 So a lot of people who were still breathing, they were uh, uh, taken away too, because they were afraid of getting catching the disease. Up until the late 80s, people experienced food scarcity, a ban on private enterprise and government-run stores. Mrs Vu watched officials get the only decent rations. So to feed her family, she resorted to smuggling. But if you are not careful, then all your goods will be... 
Thì dụ như có thời gian bà bà sang Linh Hiệp ấy, bà buôn mì chính. Buộc vào đây, buộc vào đây. Buộc vào đây, buộc vào đây, buộc vào đây. Xong mặc quần ra ngoài, đấy. Đạp xe đạp, đạp xe đạp. Ừ, hơn 20 cây gì đấy. So then, you know, the the tax officer, they stood underneath the bridge and looked. Oh, Admittedly, they maintained ownership of it. For the last decade, the future of the park has looked more and more uncertain, menaced by myopic plans and individuals. It is unusual to find anyone who has spoken out against large development projects, especially when there are suspected underhand links to the people that run the country's capital. But John Tan Vun did just that in the noughties. As I leave the North Gate, to travel to the landscape architect's house, I am reminded of an earlier visit to Lenin Park and what the government can do to anyone prepared to speak out. On the day of human rights lawyer and blogger Le Guok Guan's trial at the end of last year, riot police swooped on the Zuan and Junnang Dong and where I'm crossing now. They were blocking access to the court where Guan was being sentenced for tax evasion, charges that many believed were levied to hide the authority's determination to silence his criticisms of the government and its human rights violations. This happened only one month before Vietnam joined the United Nations Human Rights Council. He is still in jail. A former Ministry of Construction worker and a student in Shanghai at the beginning of China's Cultural Revolution, Van is excited about her current projects that involve Longbian Bridge, a floating island and an ambitious Zen center in a valley three hours drive north of Hanoi, which she has dubbed the Asian Dragon, as it connects the Himalayas to the South China Sea, or the East Sea as it is known in Vietnam. She tells me the valley is very good for Feng Shui. In 2007, she opposed the planned theme park, and then another development, the SAS Royal Hotel, two years later. With the help of Anna, who translated my questions, and surrounded by her dogs, Van turns visibly exhausted on the mention of Lenin Park. I, I am the 73 years old now, and I have only, only one small son now. I want to forget everything in Hanoi Center. I, I was the first one to against the project, against cut the land in the Thống Nhất Park to make the hotel. So, uh, and, and then many, many people to support me, you know. This was not the first time such a development was stopped. In the early 90s, a proposal for a hotel in the park was rejected by the then Prime Minister. This development, though would have transformed the communal space forever, was a legitimate proposal from Scandinavian Airlines, aka SAS, at a time when Vietnam had very few international ties. It was this European company that Van believed to be backing the multi-million dollar hotel development in 2009. But after some digging, she found the SAS company behind the construction had no link to the airline. At this moment, we are not sure who is the investor. Why? Some officer in the Hanoi People Committee have connection with it. In fact, 
she discovered that the project's investors were a group of Vietnamese and foreigners using a Singapore-listed holding company called SIH. Despite the deceptive name SAS Hotel, the parkland was actually earmarked for a 300-plus room Novotel Hotel managed by Accor. Where was the proposed site? Because even today there are big fences around the Yeah, yeah, Back in the park, the frantic activity of the morning has made way for noon and a more subdued rhythm. Tune in to episode 2 of Park Life Vietnam to hear my return.